Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in even when you don't because you know you belong. Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle Thompson, and I'm excited to have with you today my special guest, Steve Chua. He is a pastor. He is an executive coach. He's a business owner and also a podcast host, too, of Transform Your Life. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Michelle. It's just an absolute privilege and honor to be with you here today. You as well, you as well. Uh, Steve and I made an acquaintance to a mutual business colleague a few months ago, and I was just so thrilled with all his stories that all sound like a belong journey, actually. If you look him head on, you hear this accent. Where are you from, Steve? Well, I was born in Hong Kong, but okay. I don't sound like I was born in Hong no, Kong. No, that's right? not so, what I'm picking up on. <laughs> uh, no, so I grew, I, my, my dad uh, moved to England when I was four years old. And so I did all my education in the UK. Um, and then uh, about 95, I moved to Canada. Mm. And then for the last 10 years, I've been in California. So I've got this kind of mixture of British, Canadian, American accent. So most of the time people think I'm Australian, but I'm not Australian. So, but, but I'm, I'm an Asian Brit, how's that? Okay. Living in America. Okay, love it. And you're based there in California. We're gonna hear more about your work later that you're doing there. Right now, if it's okay, I gotta put you in the hot seat like I do okay. every day. You're ready. I, I'm feeling it right now. Go ahead. You're feeling it. Okay. So I want you to tell our audience, Steve, in your vast career, both ministry and marketplace, and even maybe before in childhood, what's a time where you really felt like you didn't belong? You know, I could probably take you, I was uh, at Oxford University, 1986, and I had just failed my exams. Okay. And, uh, and, and being Asian, okay, so you need to understand we are intellectual, academics, it's everything. I joke around that Asians are Asians. Well, I grew up getting lots of C's, so I was Asian. But miraculously, somehow I got to Oxford. That was another long story how God got me there. But he told me he'll get me there. He just didn't tell me how long I'd stay there. And uh, for me, I had spent all my years trying to prove to my family that I wasn't stupid. I had two brilliant academic brothers. They always got straight A's, Oxford University, Cambridge University, PhDs, masters, you name them, everything they did was successful. And I struggled. I had a reading disability growing up, which I didn't realize at the time. And I was always having to strive to succeed. And so, you know, I'd go to my Chinese church and, and people would say, oh, my dad was a pastor. He said, Pastor Chua, you have two amazing sons. And I was the third one. And so there was a sense of never being accepted, never really belonging. And so I strove and strove and got to Oxford. And for, for that year, I thought I'd made it. You know, I thought everything was wonderful. And then I failed my exams, took them again, failed them again. And then they told me to leave. And I remember picking up the phone to my oh, dad wow. and I had to tell him that I'd failed the exams. And in that moment, it was almost like I, you know, like the protocol, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Okay. 
And my dad, he, 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 he when I, when I told him I failed, he, there was a silence. And then, and then he started to bawl on the other side of the, of the phone. And, and if you know anything about Asian men, we don't cry. Okay. And, um, and so as he was crying, I thought, oh my gosh, I've broken his heart. I, he doesn't want anything to do with me. And that actually was to separate my relationship with my dad for almost 15 years. Okay. Um, because I just felt like I so every time I was around him, I felt shame. Mm. But the reality was, it's interesting because years later, I, I said to my dad, do you remember that conversation we had and you cried? And he said, Steve, I felt your pain that day. And I said, what? Because I was thinking that he oh, was, wow. it was his pain, you know? And, uh, and it began to realize that a lot of my issues was stemmed out of my identity, my lack of really understanding my intrinsic value that I often say this, if you don't know your value, you spend your destiny trying to find it. Wow. And you, you, don't, you don't realize the, the, the priceless gem that you were created to be. Mm-hmm. And so I just spent, if you like, I spent the next, well, I spent most of my first 30 odd years, far, even though I had a good father, fatherless. Mm. Because in my own mind, I had disqualified myself. I had compared myself. You know, I often say comparison is the worst, is the biggest enemy to your identity because it causes you to doubt who you are. It causes you to question, do I have value? Do I have worth? Am I significant? And so it was a really, really difficult time. And, and so it, when, when you don't know who you are, you spend all your life striving to find love, trying to perform for, for some form of acceptance. And, and then when you do get it, you come get addicted to it. And so I, for example, I would, in order to belong, I, I would do ministry. I would do, I was a worship leader. I would pray for people. I would do, and people say, oh, and I was good at it. But the thing is, the reason why I'm good at it isn't because, you know, I worked hard for it. It's because that's how God created me. Those are his, his gifts. So I actually misused his gifts to get my affection and to get my oh, wow. love, to get the praise. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens when you are, when you don't know your value, mm-hmm. you're looking for glory. Okay, you're looking for something to give you glory. All right. Mm. And so the glory never goes to God, even though you say it does. Okay, it's because you're feeding off it. Okay. Mm. And so, uh, so that that was a season where I I didn't belong. And and I often say it it was a season that I had to go through, uh, because I had to discover what it meant to be loved. Mm -hmm. I had to discover self love, I had to discover you know, but what happened was my dad was in a hidden car, uh, hidden run car accident, almost died. Mm. And, um, and while he was in hospital, I had I, inside, I was like all broken because I, I, I never knew what I, I, he loved. I, I knew that he loved me, but I didn't think he loved me. There was this one incident in, in, the, in the year two, the beginning of the year 2000, because it was a millennium. He actually put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I'm proud of you. And it was like the, the, the thing that you've, I've waited all my life to yeah. hear, right? And, and I was hoping that the Disney music would go off and the fireworks would go off, but I yeah. felt nothing. Mm. Because I had, why? Because I'd conditioned my heart not to believe it. Wow. And my heart was so hardened and the orphan issues in my heart, if you like, the abandonment, the loneliness, I realized the issue wasn't my dad, it was me. Right. And so I had to go on a journey of self-awareness, self-healing, self-restoration. And I realized that I had I needed to forgive my dad and and even though he hadn't done anything really it was more me and then he had this car accident and I and I suddenly went oh my gosh I've never been fully reconciled I never have fully been able to be restored to him and fortunately he survived and as he was coming out of the hospital he gave this 
um, poem that he had written about his sons. And in the one, it said to him about my brother, the son who was always generous, the other one, my brother, the son had never left his side. And then he wrote this, Stephen, the son of my anointing. Wow. Uh, and I don't know, do you know, like, yes, that was the Disney moment. You know, wow. when, you know, when the baptism of Jesus, the heavens open, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yep. I suddenly realized that he, I, I, was, I was actually made in his image and likeness. And if, you had, if somebody had said to me, you're just like your dad, yes. a few years later, I would have given them fivefold ministry, took my fist together and punched them and said, <laughs> just, just, just stay away from him. nothing like my dad. But then I began to realize, oh my gosh, he headed an international ministry when he was like 30 years old. I was in international leadership when I was in my late 20s. People, people like um, Billy Graham and, and people like that would always go to my dad for advice, okay? Uh, and I would have people coming to me asking for wisdom. And also, and there were so many parallels. He was a, he would travel the world teaching. I would travel the world teaching. All these different things, and um, and suddenly I realized I was walking in his generational blessing. I was walking in that double portion, and it wasn't. I didn't earn it. I didn't even deserve it. It was just the inheritance that I was walking in, and that was a breakthrough for me because it moved from living a life trying to be blessed now living a life where I know I am blessed. So I'm living from blessing, not to blessing. And so it changed everything. Wow, you said so much in that, Steve. Let me let me circle back. You could spend your whole lifetime first looking for value when you don't know your identity and know your yeah. value yourself. I, I really right. want to circle back to that. And then mm -hmm. what you just shared, just really making sure people understand that it's a journey. And yep. I imagine now in your coaching practice and what you do, you're helping people who, like you, similarly had that orphan spirit and felt like I don't belong or I'm fatherless or I'm rejected or I'm not loved or I'm not good Absolutely, enough. Yeah. So what are some things that you use to help people transform their life? Well, again, I think a lot of the time it's, it's self-awareness. Uh, so many of the times we just live with who we are, what we've done is just, just the way I am, you know. And, and when we say that, we actually prevent the Holy Spirit from actually transforming us, okay? And um, and so I often will, with my clients, whether they're believers or not, I often help them understand there are four fundamental questions that we subconsciously are asking. The first one is, who am I? Which is the question of identity, which is really about my, do I have value, do I have worth, am I lovable, okay? The second question is, why am I here? Which is really about destiny. And it's your perception of, of whether I have a call or a purpose or meaning in my life, okay? The third one is who can I trust, which is the question of security, which is really about your, your sense of am I alone or will be there, was there someone there who will actually provide care and protect me, okay? And the last question is where do I fit, which is the issue of community, which is really about family and do I have a place where I can thrive? You know? And belong. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. We belong. And, and so those four questions are always going through. So when I'm with my clients, I'm investigating those four questions and helping them understand why, where they've come to and why they behave the way they are, why these recurring patterns happen in their lives, and how to begin to resolve the conflicts of the past so that they can begin to build a foundation in their present to be launched into their future. Yeah. Wow, I love that. This pastor turned business coach. Tell us a little <laughs> bit, walk us into your world as a coach and leader now. Tell us about your practice and yeah, how you're able I mean, to navigate that space. Sure, 
Sure, I mean, I spent the first, uh, from 1991 till about 2010, I, I spent it mainly in the area of how to help uh, in Christian counseling, uh, prayer ministry, healing, deliverance, and, and these areas where I was helping people with their past issues resolve them, you know. And then in 2013, I met my first billionaire, and I gave him some insight for two minutes, and next thing you know, he just says, I think you need to coach my whole entire executive team. And I said, you say what? <laughs> you know? And I said, I've never coached before. He said, I'll pay you this much. And he showed me a figure, and I said, okay, I'll come. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I want to be honest, it was the biggest check I've ever seen in my life. But, um, but the reality was, it was the open door, and I suddenly realized uh, that God's truth is always God's truth. And it works for believers and non-believers. Kingdom principles work, whether you, you know, you know, God shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. But, but when people align with kingdom values and kingdom principles, things happen. Kingdom things happen. All right. And so my, 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 my coaching is better people create a better company. Healthy people create a healthy company. And when, when I work with my leaders, because I'm so, so acutely aware of identity, I want, to make, I want to allow them to align with who God created them to be, whether they know it or not, but they, they get there eventually, uh, and so that they realize that they become the best version of who God created them to be, because when you are that best version, blessing will flow. Okay, prosper, you begin, everything prospers, because when you're 100% aligned to your identity, you get 100% return. Okay, and the problem is most of us, because we don't know our identity, keep looking for it and keep trying to be somebody else rather than realizing that the actual priceless, you know, uh, the pricelessness and the greatness is actually within. And so when, when you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus, he made you. So he, he doesn't joke around with you. So everything you need for your destiny is already there. It's just that you need some help to activate it. And that's what I try to do with my clients. Awesome. Can you share with our audience just one example? Think of a client that you've actually seen them achieve this reality. And especially if they weren't a believer that, you know, they aren't a believer, but you spoke through these truths and you saw as they grew in their identity, the value in the company, the trajectory just changed and improved. Yeah, I, there was a, there was one, uh, I have to be careful not to get into too much confidentiality, but that I had one client who, is very well known in Asia. Uh, he's a top, uh, top uh, in luxury goods, fashion, and everything else that, that he does. And um, he had just got saved, okay? But he was also, he was, if you like, the LGBTQ poster child in, in, in Asia. And so, you know, he comes into the church and a lot of people who come from that background immediately feel that they're gonna be judged, okay? They're gonna be rejected. And I, and I was doing a seminar on identity, and he bawled all the way through it. I, you know, I didn't know who he was, and he asked if he could have a session with me afterwards. So we had a three-hour session together, and in the middle of that session, I, because I, I, he, he's waiting for me to throw out the question, well, so what do you think about me being gay? And I, and I didn't ask the question, because I'm not actually interested whether you're gay or not gay. I'm just interested in who God created you to be. And I, I want you to find, find, if you find that, then everything else begins to fall into place. So. I, I said to him, you know, how did you get into uh, fashion? And he said, oh, I, as a child, some of my, some of my mum's friends were sewing and repairing some of the clothes that we had, and I was fascinated by it. So, 
I started asking him to teach me, and next thing I knew, I'd love putting materials together, colors together, or whatever, because his destiny was to be a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so one day he started making do- uh, dresses for his sisters, Barbie dolls, and all that sort of stuff. And he had made this beautiful ball gown out of silk, put it on a Barbie doll, and it was going to be a gift for her, his 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 mother's birthday. Okay, and he was so excited, goes into dad's room office and says, Dad, Dad, look what I made. And Dad looks at it, rips the dress off the Barbie doll, shreds it, and says, no son of mine is going to do girly things like that. Mm. Okay? And that was the moment that he lost the father's affection. He lost that sense of that I'm, I'm worthy in my father's eyes. And subconsciously, and he'll say this, he, he started looking for male affection because he lost it. And, uh, and so in the session, I just asked him, you know, why don't we just be quiet for a moment. Let's just ask Jesus a question, okay? You know, he said first, where where were you? You know, when 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 this when this happened, when my dad shredded the thing, and he saw himself as a seven-year-old boy holding this broken Barbie doll with the shredded-up thing. He was wearing shorts and a striped T-shirt. He tells me, and and he's crying, and so he asked Jesus, "Where are you?" And then all of a sudden, he starts laughing. And I'm saying, uh, why are you laughing? This is kind of serious. And he says, no, I see Jesus. I, I can see Jesus coming towards me. He's got like a fanfare of angels, you know, trumpets going and jazz playing, fireworks going. And I'm going, okay, this is kind of odd, you know. And he goes, and he says, and he says, but it was very real to him. And so I said, okay, could you ask Jesus, is this how he's intru- is this how he's introducing himself to you, you know? So he says, Jesus, this is how you're introducing yourself to you. And Jesus looks at us, he says, no, I'm here to celebrate you. Mm. And the moment he heard that, he actually fell into my arms, bawled like a baby for like, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half. I mean, my, mm-hmm. my, my shirt was covered in, in mm-hmm. everything. I call it my anointed shirt, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the time he finished, he had just this beautiful moment where he would say, Jesus has got me in his arms. Jesus is telling me I'm okay. Jesus is loving Next thing I know, he's got a big smile, he leaves, we don't talk any of the other issues. A week later, he calls me, he says, Steve, I'm in love, I think I'm gonna get married. Okay, and he had found this girl, and they started dating. I ended up coaching them in their, in their relationship. Uh, they didn't actually end up being together because their destinies were different. That, that mm-hmm. What they were looking for in life was different. But he just said, I never thought I would ever want to have children, mm. okay? And sometimes there's an alignment. I'm not here about what's right and what's wrong, but when you discover the joy of who God made you to be, everything changes, mm-hmm. okay? And so uh, I, I'm just really, you know, when you see God do identity transformation, it's beautiful because they suddenly find that they have value. And when you know your value, you add value. And, and, and you work with confidence and security rather than trying to control things to find your security. Right. I don't know if that right. helps you there. So. Yeah, yeah. So tell us more about your podcast, Transform Your Life. And- yeah. It, 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 you know, it, many people for years have been saying, Steve, you just need to do a podcast. So and my, my little tagline for my, for my business is transform your life to transform your world. Okay. And honestly, what I've discovered is that you, in, unless you experience transformation for yourself, it's very hard to believe you can transform anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so my, my objective for the podcast and with my co-host, Pete Cafaccio, 
we he's another executive coach we we spend time talking about things that will transform your life principles to operate by things to to look at that will allow your life to begin to prosper to begin to flourish to begin to make a difference for you to come into a greater alignment with who god created you to be into your identity into your destiny and um and we, we've had we, we we tackle so many different issues we recently did a a whole a, a issue on the imposter syndrome you know mm-hmm. people who who which is a very common thing i'm finding it more with these execs who are brilliant people thinking that they shouldn't be there you know um and we've we've just recently did something on we're right doing just finished one today on on how to walk out your inheritance you know in god so the, the, it's really about growing you in god but with principles that help you in the world okay it's not it's it's, it's full of stories and practical it's, it's, it's we try to make it as uh practical as we can so yeah there was one episode i listened to and it's talking about rest yes and the importance <laughs> of resting i was like why did i i went to research this guy and this is the one i end up hearing but i i want to i, I want to applaud you for that because it the way you guys do the podcast it's just small little nuggets to help you think about what behavior can I change coming out of this that can have a big transformation, but a small behavior change and yeah. just something that you can make a small step. So it's very applicable. So I thank you for that. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, they're looking for that like big power moment that mm-hmm. changes everything. Yeah. But I often say that uh, an encounter actually is an awakening. It's actually the beginning of something, not the end of something. It makes you aware that God wants to do something in your life. And so uh, the the, trans, the podcast is, like you said, it's helping people understand that transformation is a journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, you don't grow from zero to 32 years old overnight, right? It takes 32 years. And so there's, throughout life is about steady growth, a glory to glory, growth by growth. And that's really what this podcast is about. How can we help you in that journey? Um, I'd like to know a little bit about the imposter syndrome series you just did, <laughs> because I can imagine there's some audience people, you know, because especially like you just said, from pastor to business coach to then they're like, are you imposter? Were you an imposter when you were a pastor? Because now you were worship <laughs> leader and now you're a business coach or what I get is. You know, I'm a consultant, I'm an entrepreneur, but I also work a full time. So who's the real D. Michelle? And oh, by the way, my family calls me a totally different name, my first name. But that's because they know how to say it right. And so I get all this pushback, like you're in all these all white audiences. Then you go to these diverse. Who's the real D. Michelle? You know what I mean? It's like it's all me. I'm multi talented yeah. mm-hmm. and gifted by the grace, his anointing to go into different environments. But I have pushback from other people who would say, no, D. Michelle, you're just an imposter syndrome. You don't know your full identity yet. And I'm like, no, it's because I do that I'm free to be an absolute. Tell tell me your thoughts about that. Well, the thing about imposter syndrome is is really is that, well, there's there's two folds. What you're describing is external people telling you you don't belong, Mm -hmm. okay? And and that's just just horrible, (laughs) okay? Okay. Because, Because the reality is, is that we're here to transform the world. You know, I, one of my one of my favorite verses is the Lord's Prayer: "Thy kingdom come here on the earth as in heaven." We're to bring heaven to earth, mm-hmm. okay? And so, if 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 we can't bring heaven to diverse groups or a all white group or all female or all Asian group, or whatever, mm-hmm. then when then we're being exclusive, and heaven is an exclusive, okay? Right. And 
my thing is how can I be the best version as you discover the best version of yourself mm -hmm. but here's the thing to discover the best version of yourself you have to be put into challenging situations okay okay because you have something called a comfort zone yep. do you know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. comfort zone is like you know everything like the back of your hand you know how to do this this and this and this and you, 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 you're, you're very comfortable in that but imposter syndrome happens when you are stretched outside of your comfort zone mm. okay but you can see it as oh I'm inadequate I'm not good enough I'm not qualified mm -hmm. or you actually begin to realize God has put me there to stretch me because this is my next upgrade yeah this is my new opportunity to grow learn new skills learn new things and that where I am right now will keep me from my destiny and so it is as you're stretched into new environments put into new positions can I tell you it's like learning to, yes you have to learn new things and that's why it feels uncomfortable and you feel like I don't know what I'm doing but can I tell you like walking you can walk straight away but you had to keep walking and practice and trust the people to hold you up and eventually you stop walking now you start running and now you can it's just stable life is like that there's always opportunities and and you know, failure is, is failure is actually the greatest gift that you can have. Okay, mm -hmm. and most of us are just afraid because they think it identifies our identity when it doesn't. It actually is the opportunity to practice and practice yeah. and practice until you become skilled and grow in an authority and grow in an influence into something. So, you know, I, I, as I look at my life, I started as a worship leader in ministry. Then I went into counseling. Then I became a teacher. Then I became a trainer then I became a pastor, then I became a life coach, and then I'm executive, it just goes on now, I'm a business guy. All of these things are causing me to go, and the most you will feel out of your depth, but that's okay, because God's actually the one who put you there. Mm -hmm. Because he he sees something in you, the more than you can see in yourself, mm -hmm. okay? Potential that doesn't go into, if potential that isn't realized in the challenge will only be potential. Mm -hmm. The challenge actually mines that potential and makes it into a reality. And so when I think about imposter syndrome, you know, often people position you somewhere. So you get invited, okay, to be the CEO of this company, or you get invited to speak there. So if you go there and say, I'm not qualified, I'm not qualified, you're actually saying to the people who invited you that they're stupid. Mm. Okay. okay. Like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And sometimes you might think that these guys don't know what they're doing, you know. Uh, but actually they do. They're intelligent people because they mm -hmm. see something that you carry that they want. Okay. okay, or they see a potential, like a coach calls you in and says, I see this in you, and you kind of, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But after a while, they bring it out of you, all mm -hmm. right? And so my whole thing is that when you go into imposter syndrome, that you come out of your comfort zone and you go into this anxiety zone, mm -hmm. okay? And that anxiety isn't there to show you that you're out of your depth. That anxiety is there to show you that you're about to learn something, okay? Oh. And so from that anxiety zone, you embrace it because it then becomes the learning zone. And by the time you learn, your comfort zone is expanded. Your skill sets have expanded. Your territory internally, spiritually, in authority is expanded. And then you get comfortable again, and guess what? You get thrown into another area of growth. Remember, the kingdom of God has no end, so there's no growth no end to your growth. I, I love how you share that very different and a positive spin on that than what I've heard before. And I had a tangible example that happened to me just this week working on a project where it was all these formulas. So all I thought was engineer. Mm. I didn't go. I'm being challenged. Let me learn. Let me hear from God. Let me grow. 
and so happened the engineer I called on was so busy everything we could work back and forth didn't have capacity and finally just couldn't do it and all of a sudden overnight I just woke up and it was like the Lord just gave me the idea and it was like really easy and it was like follow this template do that and now you and I'm like wow but my anxiety was I'm not equipped I gotta call an engineer yeah and 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 this is the thing God like I said when you get into that anxiety or that imposter syndrome okay mm-hmm. the way i've learned it is that god has placed you there because he actually like i said believes in you more than you believe in yourself yeah and he actually has positioned you at this time because this is your next breakthrough oh okay. i love it you know and so don't don't see it like he's setting you up to fail he's actually setting you up because he's you're going to discover how great you are and how great he made you Oh, let's end it right there. I, I, I love that. Being positioned for your next breakthrough. I think that's what we'll call this next this podcast. So listen to Steve on his podcast, Transform Your Life with his co-host. What's your co-host name? Pete Cafaccio. You can get yes. it on Apple oh, yeah, Music. Yeah, 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 you can get it on all sorts of different, all major platforms, you know. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing with us. May have to have you back again. Oh, Michelle, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for this opportunity. It's been a joy. All right, thank you. And that's how to fit in even when you don't. Know you belong. Reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Know You Belong, K-N-O-W-U Belong. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram at Destiny Resets with an S at the end because you have to reset destiny when you know you belong. Be blessed.